Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. I am really excited to bring today's episode to you. I have a few things to catch up with you about first though. First things first, I am finishing up my e-course which is going to be iMovie Made Easy. So all of that time on YouTube that I've spent teaching people how to make videos better for YouTube or beyond, I'm finally packaging them all up into one course. You will start and edit a project with me, start to finish, and it's all within iMovie and you can take it at your own pace. And I'm really excited to bring this to you. So check out the show notes if you're interested in the iMovie Made Easy course. And second, I have to tell you guys, I was a guest on my friend Daniel Batal's channel and we did a really fun interview about ways to repurpose your content and I was really excited about this and afterwards I said hey if you're not going to use this audio I'm totally going to steal this and put it in my podcast so that is what you are listening to today it is the interview between Daniel and myself when I was a guest on his channel so I'm really excited to bring this to you I hope you guys really enjoy it and take something from it and then I will catch up with you at the end of the episode okay bye Hello, people. How are you? If we sound good, we're very happy to have you guys with us here today. Shelly and I were talking recently. Um, Shelly um, beat me up at VidSummit and said, like, how come you never have any women on your channel when you do all this stuff? And I'm like, <laughs> um, because I'm a sexist pig that this doesn't like women on my channel. That's exactly um, what he said. That was the conversation. Um, it was it, like verbatim. So so she made it, you know, I've been dying to get other people on the channel. And I, for some reason, I always end up with like the Nimmin brothers, you know, I, I, I like him. I like him bald. How can I tell you? <laughs> But, but one of the things that Shelly and I were talking about, like, what can we do together that would be really powerful? Um, and Shelly actually brought this up and said, you know what, you know, the ability to multipurpose your content, use it on other platforms, leverage things other than YouTube to grow your audience is something that, um, that she loves doing, that she's, that she's very adept at. And it's something that I barely do and I barely talk about. So I went, this is a perfect time. Let me bring something, someone who actually knows stuff that I don't know because I like to pretend I know everything. Uh, and let them talk more than I do. I make no guarantees, by the I way. I don't know about that. We'll see. <laughs> so, uh, so let's say hi to a Zenturian in the chat. Glam girl, Gabby, my friend Gabby. Good to see you. So listen, let's start from the beginning. I think, yeah, uh, that we all know, Shelly, um, that when we're trying to build out our YouTubes, we get the idea of, of how to, you know, make better content. Make sure we're focusing on the audience first. Make sure we're making compelling content. Uh, make sure that we're trying to build channels that are optimized for very specific target audience so that we can connect with them on a level that our chan the chances of our, our channels growing um, become um, infinitely more uh, credible than some of the things of just shooting star darts all over the place. So I'm going to pretend like all of us have an idea of how to at least get in a lane and build a YouTube channel. Think about find your niche, how to make content that serves one audience, uh, and do it somewhat consistently and effectively but then there's another level to this that we've I talked to Dee about recently is, you know, you have to be really careful about putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, can you talk a little bit about what, you know, the, the pros and cons of being someone who just makes content for YouTube day after day, week after week? So I think there's a few things that you want to take a look at. So one of these is going to be more of a specialist. And so, you know, instead of the jack of all trades or being across all platforms. Now, if we were talking about niches on YouTube, then I would totally say, you know, don't be a jack of all trades because it just means you're really bad at commitment. But if we're talking about being platform agnostic, which means it, does, it doesn't matter where you create um, your content and put it, it just matters that it gets in front of the right eyeballs, then it's really, really interesting. It's a whole other argument because if you think about the people who were on Vine, who were only on Vine, or let's just say, Right now, what's happening with TikTok, if there wasn't a, you know, a sale to a U.S. buyer within the next 30 days or so, and it got completely banned or shut down, like it already has in India or some other countries, what would those creators do uh, if they were using it as their only monetizable source of income? So if you think about that and how then it can become terrifying, what if you're a Logan Paul or something and then you get completely off of preferred and you have no monetization because you ended up showing something really, really bad while you're traveling abroad and acting stupid. So if you think about those types of things, it's really good not to be married to any one platform because at any time something could happen like Elsa gate or, you know, child, um, COPPA things where then they cut your audience, they cut your like entire revenue stream. And what are you going to do then? So 
for some people, they don't really worry about it. They don't care too much because they are everywhere else at the same time. And it's just one slice of their revenue pie, if that makes sense. So do you think that in general, that as content creators, that we should start building out our reach as soon as possible? When yes. we're, when, or should we, is that a straight up? doesn't yes? even matter the end of the sentence. Yes. Okay. All right. That's good. I, you know, hey, listen, interrupt me because I'll talk all day. I think that that's one thing that I, that probably um, some people would probably question like, well, when's the right time to start? Like I'm, I'm trying to do my best just to get my YouTube channel growing. Do I have to worry about Instagram and do I have to worry about Twitter and do I have to worry about all these other ones too? But you're saying, well, you know, you're saying that um, this is kind of important that you should maybe even least dip your toes in the water and start building that out what would you what would you suggest to someone right now let's say they've got a channel that has let's say between a thousand around a thousand subscribers maybe they're a little less maybe they're a little bit more they've just spent some time they've gotten to the point where maybe they're monetized they're just starting to get their their traction going is what's something that what's one of the easiest things that someone who's just hit that mark of yeah i'm in the white i'm in the ypp youtube partner program what's something they can do Right now, where should they look to consider how to uh, to expand the reach of the audience that they're now starting to build? Well, here's something really easy is you could take that exact same video and with something even like TubeBuddy where they have the syndicate published uh, to Facebook. And I know people are like, oh, Facebook, no one uses Facebook. People still use Facebook. OK, billions of people. And there's a lot of money there. But if they're going to make it that easy for you to literally publish your same video and put it on Facebook, that is the bare level, like minimum entry that you can do. You could take your exact same video and you could put it on IGTV, even if you don't do the rotate your phone type of message in before, since now it does support the 16 by nine widescreen. There's nothing stopping you from putting it in two different places right there without like hardly any extra effort. And why would you not do that? Thousands of eyeballs on your, or potential thousands of eyeballs on your content for free. Why would you not do this? Do you suggest action now? Do you suggest someone actually just starts repurposing it and throwing it up there, or would you say that's um, now? I, I asked you that question, so I kind of set you up because I went, "What can you do right now to start?" And the the easiest thing, like you just said, is well, just throw it back up into some other platforms and get started. Would you say that the goal would be better to, over time, maybe try to customize that and make it more platform specific, or is it okay right now? Pop it up there and get your feet in the water, and then we'll worry about how deep the water is once you start wading out a little farther. Yeah, I mean, you did say, how do we get started? Yep. So I'm like, lowest level entry is just throw it back up. Look, but I like low-level entry. <laughs> yeah. I like easy. Don't make I it hard. Do I can believe, barely pour Absolutely, drink. though. You should repurpose your content, <laughs> and right. you should um, try to... There are certain intricacies on certain other sites, you know? So like if you think about 16 by nine video in your main Instagram feed doesn't do as well because it's really easy to scroll past. But if you have something that's at least a 1080 by 1080 square, a 1080 by 1350 in that, like um, the slightly taller than it is wide type of video, which catches more attention, makes it harder for people to scroll. That's yeah. gonna be a way better thing for you to do. And even if you took your 16 by nine, uh, you know, video and you put it in the center of it and then you put some cool text on top and bottom or you threw on some burned in captions and that was a really easy thing to do as well, but still takes up a lot of uh, real estate screen uh, on the screen. That is going to be a better thing for you. So then I like to go into one piece of content and how you can repurpose it like a crap ton of ways. So I know we're going to get okay, into well, this start, later. Let's, let's start. <laughs> yeah. no, I, that's okay. I'm right here. I'm with you. Just so everyone, because uh, sometimes we have people in the, in the, um, in the chat or who might be watching in the replay who say, she was talking about 16 by nine, nine by 16. I, I, I just make videos. So what Shelly's saying is like, you watch a video this way. Look at Shelly. She looks great in the reflection. 16 <laughs> by nine is when you're watching this way, this widescreen. And some platforms are nine by 16, which is your, your phone on vertical. It's sort of a, the TikTok in the original Instagram way up this way. So there is some issues with sometimes making sure your content fits the aspect ratio of the platform. So if we were, let's, let's, let's think about that. Let's say we have a YouTube video we just made. It's really strong. We really love it. Um, Tube Spanner in the house. Thank you for that super chat. I'm going to dive in here. Multi-platforming is a great way to widen your audience for minimal additional effort, even when it's hard to migrate to a, migrate a following. You'll build another one on each platform. That is a mouthful, and it means the world. That's absolutely right. That's my pal, Danielle. Thank you for the super chat. That it's, it's absolutely true. It's not always about trying to get other people to find you on Instagram to bring them to YouTube or take your YouTube content to get people from YouTube to Instagram. 
It's about creating different uh, different social media platforms where you become a presence on so that if one does disappear, if your channel does get shut down, if 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 Insta if TikTok is banned in the United States, I know that sounds crazy like that could never happen, but if it did, you know, you might want to think about how your how you can still reach the target audience you're trying to reach without it decimating your business structure and the way that you actually create and reach people. So let's say right there, Shelly, we've got a video where YouTubers, we upload a video. We've got, let's say, a catalog. We've done pretty well. We've got 50 videos up. We've got one, our 51st. We're doing pretty well. It drives some pretty good views. And we go, how do I take this video and do more with it? Where would you suggest a particular content creator might look? Is it niche specific that some platforms might do better? Are there any tips that you can give right off the bat to say, I've got the video, where should I start looking? Do I immediately run to Twitch or TikTok or do I Twitter or what do I do? <laughs> There's a lot of things that you can do. So first of all, let's just say that you have that video. If you were to either create your own captions or use a service like Mixed Captions, which is one of my favorites, or um, you know Rev.com or something like that, create an SRT file, which is great for broadening your audience anyway, because a lot of people are listening to videos instead of um, with sound. They're just reading them. If they have captions, that can that can be even better. And especially for people in other countries who are sometimes, um, they need to read it because maybe they can't keep up with as, as much as you're speaking as quickly as it is. So if you have even a transcription or a caption file, you can take that entire thing and basically create a blog post and then embed your YouTube video into that blog post with a link back to your YouTube channel, right? So mm -hmm. of course, YouTube is going to count all those views. You have another place where you're going to show up in search. And that's awesome because you have all of those keywords that you're already speaking and phrases and stuff embedded into that caption file. Then what you can do is you can take if you're doing some sort of um, top five or something like that, you could take the top two or three tips or something like that, and you could create an infographic, and then you could put those up on Instagram in a like in a photo type of thing with a swipe feature, listing the top three things that you're talking about, and saying, hey, if you want two more, you can also visit the YouTube channel or check out my IGTV. You can take that exact same type of information, and you could create the best one minute of it and have a teaser if you wanted to put it on IGTV, if you want or. Instagram, because IGTV requires over a minute, you could take all of that information and put it there and be like, hey, if you want to check out this video, you can still check out here. You can take all of those um, like uh, things like faces and images and stuff like that. You can create your own GIFs or GIFs. I don't care. However you want to say it, that's totally up to you. You can take um, some of the best parts and the 15 second snippets. You can create an audiogram. So we're already 10 pieces of uh, content deep on one YouTube video. And there's tons of other ways to do it as well. So you could take your thumbnail, rearrange it, turn it up on its side so it's taller than it is wide, and just rearrange some elements so that you have a really awesome Pinterest graphic. And especially if you're a DIY or tutorial how-to channel, have some photos of different things and sequential steps, throw that up on Pinterest and you can get extra thousands of eyeballs and impressions from over there. So, I mean, there's just everywhere that you can be with the one single piece of content. And if you did that, if you did that, once a week and you created all of these things, you could be creating and putting out content all week, even from that one video, and you could have your entire calendar done in a weekend of co content across all these different platforms. Take the best 15, 20 seconds, throw it up on TikTok. I mean, the possibilities are really endless. I love that. Uh, let me well, let me ask, let me pick your brain on this. So there's a lot of different places <laughs> that you can have. I love the idea of taking the transcriptions because I mean, YouTube itself, if you go in mm -hmm. um, and publish a video, they're going to give you auto-generated closed captions that you can go right in to your video editing panel, download them, and correct them. You've got the basic framework that's probably... You know, depending on if, if you're not an idiot that talks really quickly with a New England accent like me, it might be more accurate for you. But you can go in there and you can edit it and you'll actually have all of the text from your video that you can just go through and correct and turn it. I love that turning it into a blog post, um, pulling out some of the stuff that you may not want to use, but taking it as a framework of something that you could actually create as a blog. Let me ask you this. With all the different creators we have out there, Savoy Turtle, thank you very much for the super chat. I, for the super sticker. I appreciate that, my friend. If you were... Are certain platforms outside of YouTube more simpatico with different niches? If I am a gamer, I know that I probably should look into Twitch. I know that Twitch, you can stream on Twitch. Twitch is pretty good. It's got a good, um, it's got a good layout. I know that Discord is another one for gamers because it allows you to build communities um, that tend to be that a lot of the communities on Discord have started with gaming communities. What about things like if I'm a cooking channel? What if I'm a uh, what if I'm just a uh, 
you know, I'm just a resource channel that I do to like me that does tutorials on video editing. Are there any places that you would push certain niches towards in your experience that you would say, man, Instagram is kind of better for X and maybe Twitter is better for Z? Is there any of that or is it just Wild West, go for it and see if you can connect? <laughs> well, you know what? It kind of is the Wild West. You could totally, but I will say things that are more um, very sequential in steps and like either screen grabs or like um, woodworking, like DIY, makeup, beauty, any of those types of things, they do really well on Pinterest short videos, uh, pictorial like images and, and Instagram. They do really, really well. Transformations do awesome on TikTok because if you only have 15 seconds to, or like, or Instagram reels, it would be the same thing. If you did a before and after, and then you said basically like, look how to get this smoky eye and cool wing. If you want to check out the full tutorial, you can see it on my YouTube channel, but people are still impressed with like the 15 second makeover from before and after. And it's still driving an audience to build up your Instagram following as well. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's very yeah. like, you can give people what they want on the platform that they're at, but say like, Hey, if, if this is wetting your appetite and you want more of this, this is a cool place that you can see it. I love that. I love that. Let me just check the super chats really quickly. I actually had two from Savoy Turtle. Thank you, Daniel. Have a drink on us. I appreciate that, my friend. You're going out of your way today. I love it. I will absolutely have a drink on you. Um, I want to. I've got one here from um, from Pia, and I'm, I'm going to get back to all of these. She had a question. What about putting your video on your blog? Um, she asks, should you embed or should you link? Uh, embed because uh, with all of like the WordPress sites and stuff like that, even if you embed it, the, the views still count on on YouTube. So why not just keep them on your website? Because eventually you want them to go to your next blog post, your next video, or whatever else they're possibly uh, wander over into your shop type section if you are selling something. Um, if if they can watch the video already and have all the same controls and playlists and stuff like that, then just keep them. Embedded that makes on a ton of sense. Right? So yeah. you're not driving them into another potential window, opening up and pulling them off from the, the, the platform that you got them on, which could be your own website. Yeah. Keep them there. Let them watch. Let them engage. Yep. And all the websites have like embedding with YouTube. So, I mean, you can embed like playlists. You can embed, you know, specific one videos. Um, so they make it super simple to embed your YouTube channel into your website. Fantastic. Rocky Fire 101, thank you very much for the super sticker, my friend. I really appreciate that. And another one there from Savoy Turtle. He's just throwing money. He's just, this is what it is. He's like, you know, listen. Dollar, dollar bills, yeah. You, you look like you need a haircut. Let me just keep making it rain. All right, you guys. So I, okay, so I love this idea of taking snippets. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think that, because there's something, I know that things like Instagram that are definitely, or even Pinterest that are very image driven, right? A lot of that yeah. is now, I know that Instagram is moving more IGTV and has stories that does support video more. Does Pinterest, I, I haven't used Pinterest in so long. So talk to me like a three-year-old. Do we actually support videos on Pinterest? Because it was always images when I was into it. So actually, yeah, you can take like even a 15 second, like your TikTok or Instagram reel, whatever it is, and actually have it inside of Pinterest. So you can have okay. video pins. And also the cool thing is like, if you have a real estate, which is uh, taller than it is wide, especially for pictorial type things, you can really just be like, one, two, have all of these like beautiful like graphics and stuff. They make it so easy to share to Pinterest, even from underneath any YouTube video. If you hit that share button, if you scroll past the first page, one of them is Pinterest. And what they're going to say is um, you can either have like a graphic that has just the words of your title, or you can have your actual thumbnail, which is that 16 by nine, the wide. So you can do that and hit share and share it onto a board and make it super simple. That's the entry level. The, the more advanced level would be turning your thumbnail, turning it so it's taller than it is wide, and then just rearranging some stuff so it looks uh, appealing and then putting that. And then the cool thing is you can put more on Pinterest than just like YouTube videos. You can link to your own website. You can link to videos. And if you wanted to, um, you can link Instagram posts because if you go to the three dots or the airplane on any Instagram post, whether it's video or whatever else, you can hit share and you can share and you copy that link and then you create a pin and whether mm -hmm. it's a thumbnail or some graphic that you created, and then you can have it linked back to an Instagram post as well. So oh, that's kind of cool. Okay. So uh, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Are there some platforms that are wrong for certain types of creators that you would say? Yeah, I think <laughs> okay, so. Talk to me. <laughs> I think um, if you think more like um, LinkedIn has more of a certain type of feel. So if you were a prank channel, 
um, who was only doing some of those types of things, it may not be the exact audience for you on LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn is a great platform if you were a career coach, like one of uh, you know one of the clients that I've worked with before, and she is doing live streams for career coaching and counseling sessions and stuff like that, and she's on LinkedIn as well as YouTube, then that makes a lot of sense. So you just want to make sure maybe they're a little bit aligned. Yeah. Well, I, I, I used to use LinkedIn back in the day when I was uh, when I was a general contractor because it was so profession driven. It was a great mm-hmm. way to connect with people in the remodeling business and the remodeling space, different contractors, different um, companies that were, were creating the, the very um, materials that I would use and that I would order from and that I would build relationships as a general contractor. Coming back to it as a creator is so different because I'm like, uh, okay, this time it's not that, right? I'm, I'm interested in a very different thing. It's still business, but I'm trying to figure out ways to connect with other content creators, with other people that are interested in connecting with content creators. I found, for me personally, it's been a good way to start reaching out to brands and sponsors more effectively than I do on some of the other platforms because it's so business orient is that the right yeah. word am i say business no oriented? no i think you're completely right because if you think about this um just insider secret for all the people out there who are always thinking how do i get a brand deal how do i figure out like where people are um people literally list where they work inside of linkedin and so if you went to a specific company that you really wanted to work with let's say it was l'oreal and you wanted to figure out who is the pr person at l'oreal you start looking at that company and the people that work there and um there's all sorts of services you can use to kind of figure out like how the email structure is for some of those services but then you look at it and be like huh like this is more information that i have in my arsenal and not only that they're getting hit up a lot less on like linkedin email than they are instagram dm or something like that so it's an easier way in to some of those things that are a bit more professional because they're also like right. oh they're they're a professional they're on linkedin gotcha yeah it does give a sort of uh it does give a sort of a next tier air of i might actually know what i'm doing when you when you start setting up a linkedin profile savvy, yeah. savvy turtle with another ten dollar super sticker ah. i don't know what's going on here listen you he just really likes home. it. You have me at hello. <laughs> you know, we're dating. I didn't want to bring it up right now, but it's a new thing. And, you know, we're just, we don't get to spend enough time together. So we make it up in super chats and super stickers. It's very nice. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, okay. So I love that. I love that LinkedIn, for people out there who are trying to find some more, um, some more uh, brand associations um, and trying to do something deeper with reaching out to some sponsors, that could be a great um, way to do it. One of the things I did in in my in my memberships group we did something recently where i was showing everybody um how to create a media kit Mm -hmm. uh and actually do one with canva.com to put their strengths together so they could so they could reach out to sponsors if you are not a channel member i should mention down below this stream or on my channel if it's available in your area you'll see a join link next to the subscribe button please click join it's four dollars and 99 cents a month we do nothing about talk but talk about growth strategy comes with its own private facebook group and uh and we love it in there it's really awesome but if you are trying to reach out to brands uh, LinkedIn, I can see making a ton of sense, ton of sense for anyone out there who's just started dabbling with how do I connect with brands that that might want to work with me that don't know who I am or ones that I would like to work with that I, I'm trying to discover who they are and know more about them because you can actually go to their pages and start seeing who they're connecting with, what they're sharing, what they're talking about, and maybe find some alignment in there. I love that idea. Are there any other places that you would say are specifically brand-friendly um, for other platforms that people can leverage or is LinkedIn like the big daddy you should start there and, and then work you know, your way down? I think TikTok is actually a really great place as well because really? a lot of um, new brands are newer to TikTok. And so okay. I've seen, I've I seen re- oh, no, no, we're going to, no, interrupting. we're going to talk about this. Explain to me, <laughs> how do I make money on TikTok? I have not figured this oh, out. Oh, okay. So there's, there's tons of ways. So you could do sponsored posts. Okay. Um, once you get past a thousand uh, followers, you can live stream and people can donate uh, kind of like super chat, but they have their own form of currency over there and people are making hundreds of thousands. Uh, I mean, they, they had a report that they'd, people on the platform had spent millions like donating to creators. Uh, a lot of them have their own merch. Um, and then there's also this TikTok creators fund, which you can also apply to. So they have some certain requirements, like do you have more than 10,000 subscribers or, or like a certain amount of subscribers? Do you have more impressions or video views over the past like 30 days as an aggregate, like over 10,000 views? Um, are you creating content consistently? And so you can apply to that and then every day uh, they are going to give you a certain 
like amount. So it might be 10 cents a day. It could be a dollar, but depending on how many views and everything you're driving, but then you get paid out 30 days after, um, the first initial one. So they have lots of different ways to make okay, money. So you actually there. can make money. Well, could I make more money on TikTok than I can in this chat? Because Savvy Turtle just dropped a $100 super chat right here. Are you kidding me? Just want to show some extra what? support for all you do and did with your videos, wow. your memberships, and your help with Filmora Pro and on Twitter. Thank you wow. so much, my friend. Put your wallet away. You are banned from that, giving any yeah, more money today. That's amazing. I really appreciate that, though. <laughs> Shelly, we're going out for dinner later on. What's that? It's all on him. We're getting the lobster. <laughs> so, no, I, I, but I love what you just said. I love what you said that TikTok as a thing, you can actually make money. So yes. what kind of brands are actually on TikTok? Okay, so this is actually crazy. So I saw there was kind nutrition bars, you know, or like the granola bars. Yep. They ran an entire campaign where they had their own branded hashtag. And they said, the creator who uses this hashtag and has the most creative video up to 60 seconds, we're going to give you a year's worth of kind nutrition bars. Millions wow. of views, millions of views from creators and stuff like generating um if you think about that and the brand recognition that comes with it, so Elf, so Eyes, Lips, Face, which is a cosmetics company, they created a challenge as well, and they had a song that was specific to their challenge. We're talking billions of views, billions of views. Wow. Yeah, it, it was it was insane. So um, there have been some companies that have done really, really, really well. So even I saw another cosmetic company that um, I follow and has like a huge following on Instagram. They're brand new to TikTok. They decided to do a branded dance and a branded hashtag, and they gave away $5,000 in gift cards over there, which to their own product and stuff. Millions of views. I mean, wow. if you think about like what kids do for a free pizza, what yeah. do kids do for a thousand dollars in free makeup <laughs> if they're into makeup or something like that? That's like, that is life changing for some people. So if yeah. you think about, I just got a thousand dollars worth of makeup and now I'm going to be able to make all kinds of like tutorials and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And that company didn't have to, in some of them, um, in some of their cases, they have a budget for PR type stuff. If you think about like nutrition bars or something like that, they were probably going to give that away being at different like events, 4th of July, you know, where they set up tents and, you know, they set up at a football game. They were going to give that product away anyway, but they right. got millions of extra views and, and all this recognition just by doing that. So, I mean, there are definitely brands on there and a lot of them are, you know, since they're just starting out, I was telling my friend this as well. So there's a creator on there who has 15 million, uh, followers on YouTube. They just started TikTok. They hadn't even broke uh, 30,000 over there. And I'm like, do you think if you left a comment on one of their videos, they might see that versus the one you leave on YouTube? Yeah. So if you want to have relationships with other creators as well, like that you is, can get in on that. That's super smart, right? Because I think even from our end of it, we always think about how am I going to approach another platform so that I can be seen meeting with my own content. But you, you're saying it's it might be a smart play to actually find some of the cha the channels, the brands, the companies that you might be looking to connect with and find them on another platform just because you might have a better chance yeah. of them actually uh, recognizing yeah. the conversation. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's huge. That's something I wouldn't even thought of. I, you know, I'm, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm stumbling through life as it is at any given yeah. moment. I can't even <laughs> okay. stream to work. So, all right. I love that tip. So when you think about, so we talked a bit about TikTok. We've talked yeah. a bit about Instagram and IGTV. Is Twitter something that we think we can leverage in an effective way? What do you? Th I, I use Twitter a lot, but I use it a, a lot of times to um, just for awareness. I tend to talk a lot. I'll my my whole approach is very varied to Twitter. Sometimes I'll be promoting, like I promote on Twitter, that we we're going to be live today, just to let people know that we'll be here. Um, I use it sometimes if there's specific things that I bought or I'm purchasing. I'll use it to push some affiliate links. If I bought something and I really like it and it's doing well, I'll be like, hey, check this out. I kind of liked it. Here's a link, an affiliate link if you're interested in looking into it. Is, is there a really better effective way to use Twitter that I'm not doing that you can help me with? Uh, please get me in the right direction. <laughs> well, you know what? I think Twitter... It's really great for quick communications now, whether that's between brands or between other creators. And that's how I, I like to think of it. It's just like, it's such quick feedback. And if you think about like when people tweet at Team YouTube or something like that, right? They're surprised a lot of the time that not only they respond, but it's quick and it's actually, even if it's a canned response, but they're getting responses. And it's the same when you start to message brands um, or like tag them in products or actually have a video about a product and then tag the company, stuff like that. It's very easy. It takes very little effort for people to like, 
retweet it or or like it or something basically on Twitter. So I think it's really, really easy. And if you think as far as yourself, you could create, they have lists. So if you have a whole bunch of creators that you follow that are all in the tech space, I have one that are all of my favorite um, beauty creators. So I have these different lists that I can go to or like women in tech or something like that, or uh, my favorite like video companies. So you could go there. So you see only those people's tweets, like all of a sudden, like in a flurry right away, go on a liking spree, go start tagging them in, in your stuff and creating videos. So if I have something where I did like a, a 10 second audio test of a deity microphone that they had uh, given to me so I could try it out. And I ran a before and after like with the mic, without the mic, and I put it up on Twitter and then they tagged it or like, and they commented. And it's really easy to just like build that relationship yep. through fast interactions on Twitter. I, I love that. And I love that because I do that a lot. I think you're absolutely right that in my experience, which is exceptionally limited, I absolutely use Twitter for that very same thing. A lot of times um, when I want a brand to recognize me, if I've made a video about something, that same thing you said before, finding some of these brands on different platforms where they're more likely to recognize your conversation. A lot of times if I've, that's how I, I landed my sponsorship with Filmora was I would make these Filmora tutorials and I would say things like, hey, if you want to learn how to do this effect using Filmora, but I would actually tag them. Um, you know, he check out this video I just made, and then they would start recognizing and liking and sometimes sharing, yeah. and they got to know who I was. I wasn't spamming them, but I was definitely letting them know um, that, that I was using their product when I was using it. One thing I hate is when someone, like, puts up a video and tags 900 people in it and puts it out there, like, <laughs> watch my video, like, just tag you in it, like, I made a video. Like, Why am I tagged in this? What do I got to do with it? I have had that you before. Know? I don't like that. Yeah. No. It's real people spammy, tag me, but... and I'm like... But if I had made a video where I said I just, um, you know, I'm, I'm using some techniques to reach out um, onto Twitter from techniques that I learned from Shelly Saves the Day, and you had a specific video where you just talked about that, that's something like when people do that to me, like, hey, I just learned this new trick that Daniel taught me in Fillmore 9, and they tag me. I'm cool with that. I'm like, oh, man, mm -hmm. I, I'd like to see what you, how you were able to take the technique I taught you and how you were able to apply it. That I, I don't mind at all. Yeah, um, yeah. But, is there so there's a great way. I love that application of it. Is there a way to actually physically make money with Twitter? Is there a way to is there a way to monetize Twitter that you're aware of? Or is it really just a better conversational platform for expanding your reach? I think more so conversational, but now I'm never gonna say that you can't make money on Twitter because um, there is like even if you looked at like social blue book and like where everything has a price, dedicated Instagram post, first two minutes of a YouTube video, dedicated YouTube video review, um, you know, so many stories, so many Snapchats, whatever. Um, you could work it into any of your brand deals where you know is you have a package price and you say, hey, I'm gonna give you the first two minutes of a video plus a dedicated video plus one Instagram story or reel that lasts for more than the 24 hours. Plus, I'm going to give you a Twitter shout out, blah, 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 with a video embed. Mm -hmm. Throw that in there as part of, like, your wrapped up deal. Mm -hmm. Not saying you couldn't. So, so, um, so that, that, that physical reach is something that brands do look at. Like, you could say, like, I've got this many followers on, on YouTube, but you're saying it's actually to help sort of build out your portfolio to say, I also have this much reach on Twitter. I have this much reach on and Instagram. And I wouldn't even sometimes, I mean, you can break it out and obviously they can see because most of those numbers are like public, but you can say like, I have a combined reach of, you know, 200,000 people. Love it. I love wouldn't that. you like well, to be part of that? Did, <laughs> did Savvy Turtle just drop another $100 super chat? Dude, I'm reading. Hold on. Shelly, I'm sorry. I just, the money wow. is flying in my face and it's, it's making it hard to, to follow <laughs> along with what's going on. Let me read a super chat. Sorry, Daniel. I had to hit one more for you to say thanks. Uh, but also you pass one, uh, but also what to one up you pass the Nimmum bros. Oh, I get you. Take Miss Shelly to dinner after the show. Got to run, but we'll watch the playback. Thank you so much. I really Thank appreciate that, my friend. When we actually get to see each other again, Shelly, I promise I'll take you out to dinner. We haven't seen the each other since. The year 2021, hopefully, right? Yeah. yeah, right. If coronavirus <laughs> finally goes away. So in 2027, you and I, we're going out and have dinner. <laughs> so um, all on Mr. Savvy Turtle. Thank you very much. Okay, so uh, listen, back to what we were talking about. I love this. I love thinking about expanding your reach. One thing I will add in there, something that Twitter I found to be effective, and, it, uh, and it, it's, it's one of the worst case scenarios, was recently when um, our friend John Prosser from Front Page Ugh. Tech had his channel get usurped and it yeah. got taken off the platform while they tried to regain control because it was literally, they stole his channel, they deleted his content and started live, running live streams yeah. for Bitcoin. Bitcoin scams. Um, 
He used Twitter because he's got such a great Twitter following to let everyone know what was going on. He used yep. Twitter to let to reach out to all of our friends when we all started contacting who we knew in YouTube to try to really get a spotlight on what was going on with the channel, get it shut down, get YouTube to close down the channel and try to get the reins on it again. So that was super powerful, that ability to have, because if you were on Twitter and nobody really knew you, screaming out is kind of hard to connect with people. But the fact that he had such a strong community on Twitter, when he told us what was going on, immediately the, yeah. the it was shared and it spread like wildfire. And it became a very effective way to communicate with his audience and his friends and his peers about exactly what was going on then and how he was going to continue forward. Because he actually ended up putting up a temporary like a rear 404 reader channel, which, is, which I thought was hilarious because 404 awesome. is notoriously like cannot be found on the internet. Right. It's kind of like one of those weird programming jokes. But I think to that effect, I, I want to say like what happened to all of the Viners who never built an email list, who didn't have a Twitter following, yep. who never built up any other platform? What happened to the people on MySpace who had millions and millions of, you know, followers or friends or whatever it was. And then it just like died and went away. So if you think about that, like what happens if you're Shane Dawson and you're going through some sort of scandal they take away all your monetization they shut down like if you're a children's channel and then they cut off all your commenting as well so you can't even comment and tell people that you're no longer able to comment or it's just like comments are off (laughs) like you can't even communicate with your audience so if you built no other platform anywhere else if you built all of that on rented land and then like all of a sudden this tsunami came and you're standing there with a pile of sand and no one can get in contact with you that's a and rough you, spot and to if be it's in. your only source of income too at that point in time, you, oh, know, yeah. you could have a million subscribers. But if people yeah. don't know what happened, they just sit there going, I don't know. And if they don't have, you don't have a better way to communicate to them what's happening yeah. and redirect that revenue because you can always start posting your content somewhere else where they can yep. find it. Always. If people love your content, you can always find either another place, even another platform to post it and yep. go in for the time being, I'm gonna be putting my content up here and those devout followers will find your content if you say hey it's over here they'll go quick i'll click and watch that um so i think you're absolutely right there's a there's a thing that um you know that uh, roberto blake calls it and um, it's not like he invented the term but i i always credit him is being platform agnostic meaning don't put all those eggs in that one basket make sure that it doesn't matter which platform you're on that you are a creator on all platforms or the ones that you find significant to the thing you do, right? There's, like you said, there's going to be some that maybe aren't for everybody. There's not every platform works for everybody, but if you do spread your reach around a bit, you're going to have the most potential for reaching the most amount of people. And also at the same time, making sure that, um, that if something does happen, you're right there, people can find you, you can talk to your audience along the way and every one of these little other um, social media platforms, different types of sites, is a great way to drive more revenue. I mean, at the end of the day, I think we all do this to make money. I mean, we I, we love love making content. We're trying to reach people. But if we had to do this and not drive any revenue, it gets really expensive really fast. You'd need an entire another job. Shelly, you ever thought about having a different job outside of YouTube, Shelly? Oh, I do have a different job. Uh, <laughs> this Bites for You is saying that there's a really bad echo. And I did oh. notice that there is an echo... I think it might be on your side, though, because I hear myself on you. But just FYI, they're saying um, they... It's Thank giving them a headache. Shutting that out. I'm not really catching it here. Let me know if it uh, if it improves at all. Um, I am using speakers. I'll turn down the volume in here. Maybe some of it's coming back through. I think maybe that's or what sometimes I'm hearing. Sometimes you're in headphones, so if I have to pop in headphones, I will. I apologize for that. No, um, I just want to make sure that we acknowledge. I don't want to hurt anyone's ears because they're saying it's when it. I'm talking. Listen, my voice hurts everybody's ears. We just sort of get okay. used to that around here. And I did um, want to say one other thing as a, like an yes. idea. Just a couple of things. Um, one, if you have videos and um, you can always rip out the audio. Just and especially like right now, we're going through Streamyard. If we wanted to, if you wanted to, you could download the audio recording only you could throw this up as a podcast episode if you're not going to you could send the audio to me i'll throw it up as a podcast episode on my podcast i mean it's it's really easy to create content in other ways as long as you're thinking about it and then if you think about there are services out there i would encourage people to look at ones like if this then that um, where basically you can create recipes where it says like hey anytime i post on a youtube video i want you to publish it automatically to my tumblr page so we have all of these if you look underneath the YouTube. Slow your roll. You're steamrolling over it. 
A lot of people out there are like, I only upload videos by hitting a button. So if this, <laughs> then that. What are if we this talking about that, here? It is a, uh, it's a site that connects different social media um, sites together. And, it, and they call them like recipes, basically. So you can have a recipe that says you're going to connect all your services, Twitter, Tumblr, whatever it is. And you're going to hook them all up into this service. And then it says, all right, you've got all these they call them services or applets. And then you're going to create these recipes. So you're going to say, hey, when I publish a YouTube video, I want you to automatically publish it to Tumblr. And you create this recipe and then does it automatically for you, usually an hour after you upload or something like that. You can say, hey, every time I create a YouTube video, I want you to tweet about it. Um, you can say something like anytime I post something on Twitter, I want you to put it on my Facebook feed or or the reverse. Or you can say anytime someone does something, I, you can even say something like anytime I make a tweet, I want you to put it into a Google sheet for me so I can keep track of all my tweets ever. So if someday I'm in a scandal and I, someone says I said something, I can search my own tweets and be like, I never said anything like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or you can say like, hey, um, I this is a big one. Um, I will do an Instagram recipe where it says like I post a photo on Instagram. Uh -huh. I don't want that ugly link on Twitter that like kind of links people to Instagram. I want my beautiful photo that I work so hard on to be displayed on Twitter. And then I want, you know, the first couple hundred characters or whatever Twitter is going to allow along with that photo. And you then you don't have to go back to Twitter and upload that same photo and copy and paste the caption and see much you have to Love like it. delete. This is a, um, a recipe that's already created automatically. So here's the ways for you to distribute all of your stuff without you even having to do it personally. You just set up all these recipes and let them act on their own. So this is a this is a, a really a workflow um, play mm -hmm. here too because you're now taking a lot less time to post to a yeah. lot of different platforms all at once. Yep. Okay, so let, let me ask these dumb questions because just get used to them. Most of my questions will be dumb because I'm no, not the fine. guy in this. There's only two people here, and this one of us is bright, and, and, then, <laughs> and the other one is me. Do these do these? You said um, uh, if this then that. Are there other are there other um, ones that you're aware of that are similar that someone might want to look into using? I mean, there are other ones that will do things like scheduling Instagram posts, like later, planally, unum, unum, however you want to say it. So those are ones specific usually to just one service. Um, okay. So you can do some stuff, I think, within later and planally, but and you can now inside of Creator Studio even schedule things and have them go out to, let's say, a Facebook page. And so a couple of things. But honestly, I think sometimes um, you could do a mixture of all of it. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're so if you were going to point someone in the direction to try to get something done efficiently, it was if then if this, then that. Did I say mm -hmm. that right? Okay. Yeah. Let so they have an app. Question, they have a website you can download and you can see there's tons of different recipes and people can create them or you can submit your own tons of different services from everything. And by recipes to repeat yeah. here, you mean? If something happens, then I want you to do something else. So whatever okay. that, like if this, then that, that's a, that's a recipe or a certain right. applet. Mm -hmm. We're not actually putting up recipes on your game. I know. Channel, I'm so sorry. <laughs> we do this thing, this other thing, you're going to program it to say, if you have this happen, it'll also do these other things yeah. and affect the other platforms and post yeah. across. So if media. you posted a picture on Instagram about chicken, you could have mm -hmm. recipes that posted also to Twitter, to Tumblr, to Facebook, to a Facebook page, to a Facebook group with you only doing it once. Gotcha. Is Tumblr still a thing? I feel like that was. Here's the thing, ago. though. Like, really? if Taylor Swift can post all of that stuff about Scooter Braun in a Tumblr post and get millions of views, what's it hurt if one, the account is free, and like maybe, or if it if it does or if it doesn't work, what does it matter? At least it's there. No, that's crazy. Well, let me ask you the other side of this question. So now you use if this, then that to get all this stuff sent out to different social media platforms. Let's see if people start reacting, acting to it. Do you have to have all those different social media platforms as apps in your phone or on your desktop to then go in and interact one at a time? Or is there an easier way to interact all in one place? I think you would have to go to the sites and see people interacting. Okay. Um, all right, so you know, the, you, it, we're on the front end, you can get it out there, but you still have to do the legwork of showing up on the site and um, responding. It doesn't create an yeah. amalgamate of responses in one place. Yeah. So and that's I am going to say, so people who, um, I, we were talking a little bit earlier about like having your own website and that kind of thing. I think that for people who are very technophobe and afraid of it, 
If you go to Google Domains, you can get a Google domain for about $12, right? Mm -hmm. And that they're going to include the who is protection, which means like your registration information is protected, which a lot of other sites like GoDaddy and other registrars will um, uh, charge extra for. So there you go, $12. It's under your Google account. You can then, um, one, you can already get a free blogger account anyway. Anyone can do that. And it's going to say blogger in the title. But if you have the custom domain, they have a really cool thing. Um, You can hook it up. So you can use your Google domain and they'll do it as basically hosting. So you can have basically free uh, hosting through Blogger as long as you purchase the $12 domain. They have this cool like uh, thing with Google. So one of the places that you can share underneath a YouTube video is you can share to a Blogger site or within if this and that, you can automatically have a recipe that if I post a YouTube video, it goes to Blogger. Um, you can do that. And that is a place where your YouTube video is embedded and another place on the internet that people you could send them to and be like, Hey, teach me how to YouTube is my website. And if you do that, you see a whole bunch of my YouTube videos. And that's exactly the kind of place when you were saying earlier, like if you went and took the, uh, you know, the closed caption transcripts from your videos and you wanted to re you know, repurpose them and yep. turn them into a blog post. Cause I, that's something I used to do back in the, the, the old days when I think it used to be blog spot and then Google bought it and turned it into blogger. And I think it's, it's under their umbrella now. Um, but it's, but the, 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 um, I, I don't know if it's changed since I've used it. Cause it's been, again, remember how old I am factor everything <laughs> in dinosaur years. When I say I used to, um, you know, so, but they, but one of the other things that was cool about this, you could also in your blog post, creating a blog through blogger is you could actually run ads through AdSense. You had your yeah, AdSense account. You, you could actually go in my blog post. I'm going to have ads appear alongside my blog. Um, In a different way, but it's your same AdSense account that you use through YouTube, and you can promote other products right through AdSense that will show up next to your blog and drive. So if you have a blog post about, hey, listen, I'm, you know, I'm using this new microphone today. I'm talking about this. You could very easily put this microphone in there as an ad, run it, and actually drive revenue and point to it. And uh, and another revenue source is created in that way. You could create a blog post. You can have affiliate links in it. You can actually get paid once you get a big enough blog as well companies will pay to have like a little banner inside of your blog as well so they'll give you a little html snippet that they'll be like copy and paste this and put it inside of your blog it will show up as like back in the myspace days this is going to age me remember when you were going to be like this is my custom profile and this little blob and it would be like copy and paste this html block mm-hmm. it's very similar so you can also do that because you can get paid from these companies to post that inside or if you are part of affiliate program, they're going to sometimes give you snippets that are HTML loaded where you can just copy and paste it, put it into your own blog. People are going to click on it. And while the site isn't paying you for that spot, they are paying you when someone clicks on it and then goes to that site. Let's say I'm doing a makeup tutorial and then I have a product for the foundation I'm using and there's a big button and a banner that says like, this is the foundation I'm using and they click on it. And then you're getting 20% or 5% or whatever it is from that affiliate commission from when people purchase it. That's another way that you're actually making money. Love it. Speaking of making money, guess who's back with a 10 spot? Savvy Turtle (laughs) back in the chat. What did you do? Run to the ATM and come back? Is that what just happened right here? Seriously, he's, like his, 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 probably his bank just reached out and said, listen, we're seeing some very suspicious <laughs> very strange on your card <laughs> that all seems to be going to YouTube to this one hairy guy that we already have on our radar. Thank you very much. Please, I appreciated that. But spend that money on something better like uh, like buying me a coffee <laughs> when you see me. we got to get together. Um, Actually, that is a service, too, if people don't know about that. There's a buy me a coffee site where basically uh, if people don't want to give the 30 percent to YouTube and creators can set that up and basically set up, you know, a three dollar, five dollar, whatever coffee uh, donation amount that they want is. You could actually set that up and people can basically buy you a coffee and just a one time little donation. So if it's free to set up and sign up for that. So if you've never signed up for that, you can totally sign up for that. And you can link that into your your YouTube channel descriptions, right? Or when you're doing mm-hmm. live streams, you yep. can actually say, buy me a coffee, drop a link. So even yep. if you aren't monetized yet, even if you yes. can't get things like chats, even if you can't run Super Chats yet, you can do this in your videos and you can mention those kind of things. Hey, if you like what you're seeing here, buy me a coffee, link down below. Boom. Yep. There There's so many ways, ways to make to money. So even I started selling on Etsy, the subscribe buttons that I'm known for across YouTube is how to make an animated subscribe button. And then I thought about it and I'm like, there are people who don't want to make one and who might just pay for one because I saw all of these advertisements on Facebook basically saying you can purchase these. And I was like, so I threw a couple up on Etsy and I've made more off of that than I have in some of my videos. So That's amazing. 
yeah, why not? If you're a creator, like you are, if you were to create some <laughs> lower thirds or, you know, some cool transitions, you yep. throw them up on Etsy. And here's the thing is something like that. You create it once. It's a digital asset. You don't have to keep babysitting it. You just throw it up there as a listing. If people buy it, great. Yeah, love that. By the way, I should mention right now, in the links, uh, down in the description of this of this particular live stream, I have links to Shelly's channel. Please, if you are not subscribed to Shelly Saves the Day, do so at the end of the stream or anywhere along the any way you feel. Like, you want to do it now? Go ahead. I won't stop you. I'm not going to say <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Please subscribe to, uh, to Shelly's channel. She's got a lot of great information stuff on there that I guarantee will help you rethink about the way you look at YouTube and the way that you look at being a content creator. Um, let's, let's try to bring this thing home here, Shelly. Yeah. If someone right now is um, thinking about all the things we talked about, which is quite a lot, <laughs> if, you were trying to, um, if you were trying to give somebody one really strong piece of advice based on all the different things we're talking about, multi-platforming and trying to repurpose your content and all that thing, if, if, because there's a lot of information here, if you're trying to give yeah. them one piece of advice just to point them in the right direction, what would that one piece of advice be to anyone out there who's like, I, I want to try it. I, I'd like to try it. What, what's, what should I hear? I would say it's kind of like that how to eat an elephant, which is a horrible analogy. But you know what I'm saying? It's like people stare at the thing in front of them, which is be everywhere, be on everything and like do all the things. And you're like, holy crap. I don't even know where to get started. Like I'm just staring at it. It's just like, oh, I, I'm paralyzed with fear. So I'm just going to do nothing. So and then you kind of like become like, Oh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> like the turtle, you call it. <laughs> don't, don't say <laughs> savvy just, turtle. I know. And it, I don't want to say savvy, but it's, it's like turtle. <laughs> you kind of like shrink down inside of your little shell and you're just like, I'm not coming out. I don't, nope. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to maybe. It's, it, was, it was hard enough just to upload this video. And I would say the biggest thing is try not to think of it as you have to do 100 things. Think of it as what is something new that I can add into my repertoire? Because here's the thing is there's nothing stopping you from going back to your first, um, if you've made 100 videos, there's nothing stopping you two years later from then creating the infographics, then doing the thing to drive people back to those old videos. You can do that at any time. So just think about like, hey, I can do that at any time. Let me just think about with my next video that's coming up, what is one more place I can share it? What is one more way that I could package it? What is one thing that could be really interesting that I could put someplace else? So even like I, I do this myself. So I just had a video that went out on Sunday. It was about how to do kind of like a fake green screen effect using like free apps. And I had a little bit of extra time because I had actually batch shot and done this one like a week earlier. So I was like, you know what I could do? Because usually I'd be filming and whatever this time I created like a 15 second thing that I ripped out from the first um, whatever. And I put it on Instagram and then I created a 30 second little teaser and I threw it up on Twitter. And I'm like, I don't do that for every single video. I'm not saying that I do, but I'm saying I had a little bit of extra time and I took on one thing that I could do and I put it someplace. And so I would just say, like, you don't have to, it's not an all or nothing thing. And it's something that will always evolve over time. And just saying, try not to get overwhelmed and just try and at least, even if you're thinking about it and expanding your mind about it, um, try one thing. And then, you know, when you feel like you're, you're good with that, try another thing after that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because, well, because and I think maybe not every piece of your content that you make is fitted for that, that multi-purposing, right? There might yeah. be some of your content that really screams like, boy, that would be a great one to push on a several different platforms, right? Yeah. You could probably lean on some of that and go, man, this is the one. This is the one you might mm -hmm. want to spend a little extra time on. Whether that's a video that just performed really well on your channel, you saw it getting mm -hmm. a lot of initial view velocity and connecting and go, man, if it's doing well here, let me see if I can repurpose a little of this and push it out, out, out elsewhere where it might connect with other people on different platforms. Like this episode right now, like I was serious earlier when I was like, if you're not going to put this out as a podcast, like I'm going to ask you for the audio and say like, I think this would make a great podcast episode. It doesn't mean that every video I do, especially if it's an on-screen tutorial where you really need to visualize things, doesn't mean every episode has to be a podcast one, but this one would be an excellent one because it's literally a conversation between two people and what's on screen really isn't that important. Or it's not no, driving wait, the story so much say? forward. You're saying that what's on screen right here? No, I'm saying it's important? not the, like, <laughs> listen, it is I'm not integral to pushing the conversation forward. Like, if you were to just listen to this, it would have the same effect as whereas something on screen where I'm literally like pointing at something and be like, you need to click here and then right. you need to do this and then you need to do this. Um, it's not that type of conversation. So this is absolutely something you strip out the audio, throw it up on a podcast and see what happens. The audio, you know what I'm going to You want to take the audio and run with it. That's great. We've got a super <laughs> chat here from, from, uh, I, uh, Il, I hope I'm saying this right. Is it Eileen or Ileanne Smith? Oh, 
Okay. So Shelly has so many fantastic ideas. Thanks. Uh, that one's for you. That one's for you, Shelly. Yay, I agree. Shelly has someone so likes me. Ideas. Thank you. <laughs> um, and Savvy Turtle coming in on, at the end of it, right before the finish flag, with another 50 spot, saying thanks, Shelly Saves the Day, for being a great guest and bringing knowledge and wisdom to us. I totally agree. If you do live streams, we will drop in sometimes, check you out, and show our support. Absolutely, please, in the description below is the link to uh, Shelly's YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that channel. Lots of great things to learn there every single week. And she's got a lot of content there to start binge-watching right now. Um, I do have an entire series on how to start a YouTube channel. So there's 10 videos inside of that. And there's even a free downloadable like ebook that goes along with it. So if you want that, it's all free. Go check it out. But usually I do a lot of, like like you do Fillmore, I do a lot of iMovie-type tutorials and, and YouTube. Well, we can we can thumb wrestle who has the uh, who which one's better, <laughs> iMovie or Fran Laura. <laughs> All right, listen, Shelly, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate uh, you putting up with me <laughs> the way I am. It was easy. I, I appreciate all the great advice that um, you've given here today. This kind of stuff, I think, is so important to get people to think outside of the box. I always try to get people to go, don't get trapped in that spot that you're in. Don't just think YouTube. Don't just think about CTR and analytics. You're so in this spot that you're not thinking about the bigger picture of how to grow as a creator mm -hmm. and how to grow your brand and increase your reach beyond one platform. Be platform agnostic. Get out there. I Love just it? have a couple things to say about that. Yes, do it. I know it, it may break some people's heart because it, we're literally on YouTube right now, but here's the thing is YouTube is not for everyone and it doesn't have to be, and that's okay. And I think some people have to realize that because if you're someone who cannot string together two sentences, then you should probably not always be um, live streaming or, you know, or, or like podcasting. If you're someone who cannot write a sentence, then you're probably not someone who should write a whole bunch of blog posts. It's like really sometimes having that awareness about what, where your strengths are and being okay with like, Hey, it's okay if I'm not on YouTube, if I am going to be on Instagram and TikTok and all these different things. Like I have a, a really good friend who is not good at long form content, but makes some of the funniest 15 second reels and like TikTok. He grew to a hundred thousand over there and he found his people and his tribe, but he was like, I was banging my head against the wall forever for years, trying to find anything on YouTube that would work and stick. And so I don't want to discourage people from being on YouTube. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying sometimes when you look at this umbrella of social media and you think about being platform agnostic, it's really important to acknowledge sometimes where your strengths are and where you are not strong. And, and you don't have to force yourself to be strong in those areas either. You can really just raise yourself up in the areas that you think you're going to do really well at. I just want That's to say huge. that. huge. <laughs> I, I love that too. You're saying that you can actually find success on other platforms without necessarily YouTube being the first thing that springboards to that. There's other places out there. It's a big, it's a big world. And it's, and I just, that's why, especially like Roberto and I are saying like platform agnostic, like you may be an excellent podcaster because you can have a conversation with yourself or with someone else and have it be interesting. But if you throw a camera on you and you are, you know, on YouTube, then you just like, you get terrified. So, I mean, knowing that, um, then maybe don't force yourself and make yourself feel bad because you're not doing well because people can feel how uncomfortable you are and it makes them uncomfortable and you don't want to watch. It doesn't mean that you suck. It just means that maybe you're not on the right platform for your best suited strengths. It doesn't mean that five years later when you become like an absolute star and people are demanding to see, Hey, could you record this podcast live? And actually, can we watch it? That's something else where it's like, Hey, this is already in my wheelhouse. I'm very comfortable. Now I'm going to add this additional element in again. It's, it's not always starting at the front of the race when you could start at, you know, like podcasting a couple years, get your feet wet, right. Feel really good about it and then bring in extra elements or the reverse way you know there's there's lots of different ways that you can do it and i just don't want anyone to think that like hey i've been making youtube videos for five years and it's not going anywhere and i just i i just suck as a person it's like maybe you're just meant to like write blog posts because you when you are on the spot you're not that great but when you are actually um thinking about things like your words are immaculate and beautiful and are moving to people. And that's fine because a lot of people consume content lots of different ways, you know, or then you find someone else who reads that and puts it on a podcast for you, or you find someone else who can, you know, do the audio for you and put it on YouTube. There's lots of different ways to succeed. And I just don't want anyone to ever be boxed into one thinking, if I can't be successful on one, I can't be successful on all. But on the opposite side, if you are doing YouTube content, the, the fact of like spreading the wealth to all the other sites. That's great. That's great.
Oh, we got another little super chat in here really quickly from Prachi and Christian Kids TV saying, it was great listening to you both. Great ideas and knowledge. Thank you. Thank you for the super chat. Shelly, thank you again. We will have this up for the replay for anyone who might have come in late and want to catch the rest of it. Make sure you subscribe to Shelly's channel, which is linked down in the description. Thank you all for the amazing super chats. Someone stop Savvy Turtle before he gets really <laughs> out of control on someone else's live stream. Uh, and and I ho we hope this was useful. And uh, try to enjoy the rest of your day and get out there and create. And don't be afraid to investigate some of the other platforms that are available to you. Cool? Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shelly. I appreciate it. You guys all have a great day today. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. I will leave all of the links to Daniel's channel down below. If you want to check him out, I think you should. Please do so. And I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. And remember, if you are looking to up-level your video editing game, make sure you check out the iMovie Made Easy information in the show notes, as well as if you're looking to expand and get on YouTube this year, I am currently accepting applications for my 90-day intensive coaching one-on-one -on -one program for Teach Me How to YouTube. So if you are looking for some extra help and guidance in how to launch your channel the right way, I am here for you. You can check out information down below. I want to thank you so much for listening today. I hope you guys have an awesome one and I will see you in an episode very soon. Bye-bye.